Alexander Lancaster with Meet the Artist. You just heard a little bit of Andy McKee. He's my guest today, a world-renowned guitar player from right here in Topeka. We got a lot of pride in that right there. <laughs> How you doing, Andy? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me today. It's uh, nice to be up here to talk art, you know? Yeah, All man. about that. I have, I'm very excited to have you here. Uh, I've heard a lot about your music almost ever since I came into Topeka and then we have a lot of mutual friends as well that you know some of their some I, I asked them questions like where, where, where do you get your inspiration where and a lot of times your names come up you know your name <laughs> comes up yeah you're a big influence in this city oh man yeah. that's cool tell, tell me a little bit about you as far as you know you you're from Topeka right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, tell us a little bit about that yeah like just growing up a little bit sure well uh yeah i was born here and um kind of born up uh, in north topeka but after a few years we moved into southwest topeka and you know as i have a brother and a sister and we just all kind of grew up you know i'm i'm 42 now and so i was born in 1979 and so i was you know growing up in the 80s here in topeka yeah. and um you know my parents uh they would always have music on they they like to have you know parties on the weekends and stuff and They'd be playing Fleetwood Mac and you know Rolling Stones and the Beatles and uh, you know some Earth Wind and Fire, just kind of all kinds of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was hearing that you know growing up. And and my sister, she's um, I think eight years older than me. And so you know during the '80s when MTV was coming up, she'd have that on all the time. And so I was watching all the new videos and stuff. And she used to like take. VHS cassettes and record videos, you know, of uh, the new music videos, and so, so she'd have it on a cassette. And I remember finding one of those once, and I got really hooked on Iron Maiden um, because, <laughs> wow. yeah, they had this uh, they had this tune called "Wasted Years," yeah, and totally. and in that video, they go through like all of the different images of Eddie. And uh-huh, I was like, yes. dude, I was like six or seven year old, years old. I was like, this is the coolest shit <laughs> yes. I've ever seen, you know. So I was like, instant. And that guitar, you know, that lead guitar on, on Wasted Years, that din did a little din It's just like, oh, man, I was just so into it. So I started to grow my hair long, you know, when I was about seven years old and got uh, super into Iron Maiden. Um, I was also into bands like In Excess, you know, and oh yeah, uh, I did too, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love that stuff, dude. And I also got into actually, you know, my main thing I'm kind of known for is instrumental guitar. Well, that is for what sure. I'm known for. But I got into uh, instrumental music at a young age as well when I heard uh, the I, Rocky. Or sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was gonna say how that happened. Yeah, 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 man. It was it was mostly the Rocky Four soundtrack, believe it or not, dude. I, wow, yeah. I saw that movie and there was like a couple of scenes where Rocky was like training or or doing one of his uh-huh. you know, fights, and they just had this music that was like super triumphant and like, uh-huh. you know, serious. And I was like, there was no words to it. And I just felt like really drawn to that music for some reason, you know, and it felt powerful to me. So I was like, man, I want to get this Rocky Four soundtrack for my birthday, you know. Yeah. So I was probably, you know, around that age too, somewhere six, seven years old. And, Do you um, remember the artist's name? That- oh, yeah, yeah. His name's Vince DiCola. Uh, Vince Yeah, and we're actually friends now, believe it or not. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. I actually had him at my guitar camp two years ago even to that talk. Is- yeah. Wow. <laughs> to talk about music composition and stuff. It was like I wanted to reach out to him, you know. And, and we, yeah, we kind of hit it off. Actually, uh, I've got an EP coming out in September, and we're playing together on it. Is that right? Yeah, dude. So that yeah, is awesome. It's totally it's kind of the way you're like dreaming and like, man, I love this music, and now here you are just doing like, that, dude. <laughs> your life's crazy, man. I will tell you that right Why? now. Right. But uh, yeah, so yeah, you know, but I never really had any ideas about playing guitar or or anything. You know, we I had moved to New Mexico for a couple of years with my mom and my brother, 
And then we moved back. And when we came back to Topeka, I started going to school at Washburn Rural. And they had this new middle school. It just had opened, I think, that year. And anyway, they had offered a guitar class at the I middle know. school. And that's I was like, cool. well, that's, that sounds better than whatever the other options were. And I decided to try it. And, you know, I was learning Yankee Doodle and whatever. Yeah. But um, at that same year, I heard Eric Johnson, uh, the electric guitar player, he he had uh, just come out with his album Avia Musicom, and uh-huh. he had this tune, Cliffs of Dover. Heard that on the radio, and that was just it, too. I was like, man, i got to get into the guitar. So yeah. that's kind of how it all started. I started taking lessons in town, you know, and I only did, I think, about a year and a half of lessons, but, you know, I had teachers that were showing me how to uh, learn songs and things like that, and um, you would learn Metallica things and, you know, just getting into it, and... Uh, a couple yeah. of my early teachers were Dan Fowley and Ronnie Fields. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Dan Fowley, that's the whole reason why there's a jam for Dan. That's right, uh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Man, um, so, like, you you had some classes in school and stuff and that, that kind of... Do you, do, you, um, do you see that, or through your years, you know, I know that Kansas did go through times where they took away funding from the art. Do you know if there is still available for for kids to be able to take lessons through schools Jeez, i don't know i really no. don't know i hope so you know i I, it, I was shocked when i you know was like saw that was even possible i was like what you can take guitar <laughs> lessons at school so i was yeah, like yeah. definitely want to do that but um yeah I, I honestly don't know hopefully they're still doing that but so those yeah. are some, I mean, those are definitely, you really summed up, those are some of the things that really had a big effect on your, on your career uh, yeah. of making it in music. Um, but also, I mean, persistence has had to have played a role, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, so I, I guess, you know, I was about, thir- I was 13 when I started playing guitar, and, you know, I had a, a couple of other friends that were getting into it, and so we would, you know, we played at, like, the talent show at school, and... Uh, things like that you know I just loved it you know and and I actually my again my older sister she had uh, some friends that had a band here in town and I got to sneak in a couple times into the bars and play when I was 14 you know (laughs) doing like Enter Sandman (laughs) and stuff like that so I was I was just I really enjoyed performing as well you know I as as much as uh, as much as just learning it and, and playing um, so I, I knew I wanted to, by the time I was 14 already, I was like, I got to do something with the guitar, you know, I get, uh-huh. this has got to be my path, you know. And so I, I started teaching guitar when I was 17 at Midwestern Music here in town. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then... Is that uh, Dave's place? Or? That's, yeah, yeah, that's okay. the place Dave's got yeah. now. It's, it's got another name, but it's always... Something made, Music Institute. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm dropping drop on that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like always Midwestern music to me, I guess, but I can't remember the new name. Um, and then I taught also at Steam Music for a while when that was around. Um, wow. And wow. Yeah, that was, that was great, you know. And I actually learned a lot because I was a teacher. It's like I had to stay ahead of the kids, you know. I was like, yeah. well, I need, to, I need to stay a few pages ahead. And so yeah. I think that's a, a common theme you hear from guitar teachers. They, they kind of learn while they're teaching because yeah. you got to keep up and have something to show. <laughs> Definitely a benefit when you, when you, you know, share your talent and help others. You end up growing yeah. yourself a little bit. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. I still love that to this day. Like I mentioned, I got this guitar camp that I do every year and yeah, we just did it about a month ago now in, in uh, California, and uh, it's just awesome. You know, everybody has such a good time. We have teachers uh-huh. um, that do sort of fingerstyle guitar like me, you know, and 
Um, and we do that for four nights, and it's just awesome. I, I look forward to it every year. It's so cool. So you travel a lot, right? I mean, if you just did that, what would you say, last month? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do, man. That's so um, – you know, so I guess picking up where I maybe where I left off a bit, I started teaching, you know, guitar and uh-huh. I got into I was actually really into the electric guitar for quite a while, but made the switch to this, you know, finger style solo thing mm-hmm. when I was about 16 years old. And yeah. I had uh, actually went to a guitar clinic here in town that Midwestern had put on Midwestern Music. And it was at the Classic Bean downtown just over uh-huh. here. And they brought a guitarist named Preston Reed in um, and he's. He was doing a guitar clinic for Washburn Guitars, and he—I'd never seen anything like it. He was, you know, playing acoustic guitar with altered tunings and doing percussion on the guitar and tapping. And I was like, "This is the most incredible guitar playing I think I've ever seen." But uh-huh. I also loved the music, and I loved that it was one guy, and it was like you could kind of get to know the guy through his music. You know, it was uh-huh. like it was a real direct kind of channel, and so I loved everything about that. It was really personal, you know, and um, so I just. I dove right in. I got into Preston Reed and then Michael Hedges uh, is my biggest influence. Um, the Canadian guitarist Don Ross and a guy from Minneapolis named Billy McLaughlin. They all just, I was just like in this new universe I didn't even know existed, uh-huh. you know, and I loved it and, and I still do. And that's why I've dedicated my life to it. I think it's just this real beautiful, it's almost magical, you know, music's got this almost magic to it because it's you don't see anything you just you're being affected by these waves that are hitting you these sound waves and you're Uh just for some reason you're being affected you know it just it seems almost supernatural but yeah Yeah, i love it the sirens are gonna go by and get into this this conversation because uh this conversation is hot that's why (laughs) we have to cut a little bit of this out yeah sure yeah let the tape roll there yeah but okay so like what i see whenever um you know i've seen the influences and uh, like i would have been like if i was just a guest because i'm not that um knowledge on guitar players but i would just been like in pay Malmsteen, yeah something like that especially yeah. you're talking about some of the the older music uh my, it's funny my yeah. mother's a guitar player today for whatever reason he sent me an iron maiden song oh what a trip <laughs> so yeah you brought that up <laughs> and you know so how does how does rock and roll actually have an influence on your music because i don't know what would you what would you use as a genre for your music what do you yeah that's tough i guess you know there was um there was a time kind of in the 80s where this well, this stuff was, I mean, maybe as popular as it ever was, but uh-huh. uh, it was sort of lumped into new age at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so, I, you know, I guess it could fit in there. I guess it could fit into folk, um, yeah. Americana, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, but uh-huh. yeah. Are you, are you finding a lot of more people are doing this style of music? There are. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it was. It's when growing. I, yeah, definitely. Like in the late 90s when I kind of really got into it, it wasn't you know, very big. It, it was, it, it had kind of had, like I said, it kind of had its heyday in the eighties. There was a, a label called Wyndham Hill at that time, uh, that was sort of a new age kind of label, but it had, uh, Michael Hedges was on there and he was really taken off at the time and playing to huge audiences and, um, and they were selling a lot of records and stuff, but it kind of died down, you know, in the, in the, in the nineties. And, but there were just a few guys that, I had found that we're still doing it and like, like winning guitar contests and things like, wow, this guy's amazing. But you know, nobody, nobody knows who they are kind of, you know, on a big level. But, um, 
but that, that's kind of funny because that kind of ties into. I don't want to skip your question about rock and roll though. Um, Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah um, that's definitely my formative, you know, years. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's I, I love the the rhythmic qualities of rock and roll. Um, I don't get too much into it these days, I guess, because I don't know. I guess I don't feel angst or anger too much. I'm pretty yeah, chilled out most of. So, yeah. You know, if I hear like no Lincoln Park for you, not man. really. Not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really. You know, I could still put on like Master Puppets though, and just like hell yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I can put that on any day and. Love it. So, but um, it's hard for me, I guess, maybe to get into newer stuff. I just kind of don't can't don't feel like I relate to it. I guess I don't know. But going back again to talking about the dudes that were, you know, this kind of niche style. It very much was in the late '90s, early 2000s, and then you know I took all this inspiration from these guys, and then YouTube, this new website, had you know come up, and mm-hmm. I had, I had yeah. I had been making some inroads with my career, you know, and um, I'd done well in a couple guitar contests and. I'd actually played in Taiwan in 2003 and four. This this guy had heard about me, and and I got to tour around there with other guitar players, and you know I had a good time and all that. But I would still come back to Topeka and teach guitar lessons was my main thing. And uh, anyway, I I ended up joining this independent label that was new out of Milwaukee, and they said, hey, there's this new website, YouTube, and we could get some publicity. You know, just put some videos there. Uh huh. Yeah. So. It's like free, you know. I was like, sure. And the very beginnings of it. Yeah, 2005, you know. Uh, and so we had no expectations at all, but several of my videos just like went viral, you know. Mm-hmm. And and, and uh, it kind of brought this way of playing acoustic fingerstyle guitar to people all over the world, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's more and more people, like you're asking, you know. Um, I see a lot of young people coming up and getting into it, and I think that's super cool. It's kind of crazy, you know, in the last 20 years, it's almost like the guitar is kind of not where it used to be in popular music, you know. Uh-huh. We've got, yeah, sure. You know, it's it's just not like we're not hearing the next Led Zeppelin these days. Or, right. You know, it's whatever's on the radio. Um, right. So it's cool to see that there's still people, you know, finding the, the guitar and getting getting something out of it. Yeah, man. Uh, so, what was what would you be? What would you feel like? You know, one of those, one of your big accomplishments was uh, over the years of your career. Man, just inspiring people. I like that totally. I, I like mean, that. I've I've had a lot of cool opportunities. I've got to play with pretty much everybody I've ever wanted to, as far as guitar players, you know. And um, I've, I've I got to tour with Prince and stuff, but. Uh, I mean, honestly, just see, like looking on YouTube and seeing the millions of views and thinking there's some number of people out there that saw that and uh-huh. felt the way that I did uh-huh. when I saw Preston Reed at the Classic uh-huh. Bean when I was 16, and maybe their life is totally in a different trajectory now. Right. That's, right. That is, you know, that's, that's the stuff, man. I totally agree. I love, <laughs> I love how you just put it. You know, that's how it works, too. That's where you really find it is whenever you are able to be able to you know, influence somebody else and, you, and, you, and somebody leaves a comment or something and they're like, you changed my world. Like, I really started doing a lot better and started like, and it's almost like a therapy of some sort. Totally, you know, yeah. Um, for people when they find them, they find their style, they find like, oh my God, I love what this dude's doing. I want to do this too. Completely. You know, and have a huge effect on, on everybody's life too because, 
you know, the people around them as well, they're just going, wow. And mm-hmm. then it's going to be contagious. Yeah, Somebody it's like a cycle. Pick it up. Yeah. And, and, and changing styles, too, a little bit, you know. Do you ever come across that? Like, you see somebody who's, like, really been watching you and staying, and then you watch them grow, and then all of a sudden they're, like, coming up with something. Like another direction. Different, yeah. Different direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah that definitely. I mean, even, there, like, when I was coming up, I had a couple of friends um, that were on that same label, and they've become hugely influential as well. And I see, you know, there's just so many places to get inspiration, and then, then you – people blend it you know or yeah. you know i mean that gets pretty much every artist i mean you you get inspiration here and here and here and you're like what do i like about that painting yeah. or, or whatever yeah. you know uh-huh. and and then you decide to do something that that person wouldn't have decided to do but that's yeah. your brain at work you know that's yeah. your decision making and and then you've got something that wouldn't be here otherwise you know yeah so yeah it's cool to see inspiration and where people go with it and yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing, and yeah, and like you said, it's a also like a stress relief or you know a way to express yourself that you might have something inside that you can't say you know with words, or you have difficulty expressing it with words, or so maybe you want to make a painting, or you want to play the guitar, or you want to play the drums, or you know, and, and it's just a way for you to get that out you know into the yeah. world, and you feel better, everything. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you are like that. That's really that's really my interest in talking to you because I know the influence that you have, uh, especially here in Topeka with guitar players and, you know, obviously worldwide now. Yeah. And that's pretty damn awesome, you know. I I, I really do. I love it. Um, so, I, like you said, you got to travel a lot. Yeah. And Taiwan, you mentioned Taiwan. I was uh, working at the Japanese Garden. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever you, you had a gig over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard you talking Japanese, right? Yeah, a little to, bit. To, to Koji. Yeah. And I was like, that is cool. Like, how, how did that come about? Like, how did you learn Japanese? I mean, that's not oh, a music man. question, but I'm curious. Like, oh, yeah, dude. Was that part of your travels or was that part yeah. of preparing for your travels? Yeah, it was just part of the travels, you know, and um, – I I, uh, I always kind of admired the Japanese culture a bit, you know, and some of the 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 sort of honor and respect and that you give to just try to be courteous and yeah. that kind of stuff, you know. And I just always and, and so when I finally got to go there, like when I went to Taiwan, for example, I I was with a couple of Japanese guitar players and a and a Belgian guitar player, and the Japanese guys invited me to go to Japan. You know, it was probably two thousand four or five. Uh-huh. And so just getting to go there, I just loved the feeling of, you know, everyone's just trying to do their best to be kind. And, you know, just it's really uh, kind of a cool vibe, you know. And I like the sound of the language. It's very uh, kind of like each uh, syllable has like a, a vowel next to it. So it's very like And so anyway, yeah. And then I try to whenever I go anywhere, I try to learn a little bit, you know, so I can like when I'm on the stage, I can try to be respectful. Like I took the time to. Learn a bit, so yeah. When I saw him, you know, I said, "Nihongo ga skoshi wakarimasu, demo mara jozu jarimasen." And it means I understand a little Japanese, but I'm not very skilled yet. <laughs> okay. To me, it sounded perfect. I have no idea. You know, it's yeah. like, wow, man, he's killing it. This guy. <laughs> but that's like all I know in Japanese. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know that's not true. I'll talk for a little bit. Yeah, man, I just noticed how respectful he was. Like he was very, like, his his whole body language and everything was very, like respectful when you talk to him and and y'all talk to each other. That was beautiful. 
How many different yeah. languages do you know? Oh, I, I re really, I only know English. Just a, a Just little, a little bit. bit of, you know, German, a little bit of... Uh -huh. uh, French and a little bit of Spanish, just really just enough to say like good evening and thanks for coming, yeah. you know that kind of stuff, you know. Good, or, yeah. um, or if I met, I know a little. If there's another one, I know a little bit more of it's German, so I can like read a menu, you know, and uh -huh. stuff like that. They yeah. actually, I go there quite often compared to anywhere else. It seems really? like the, yeah, yeah. Um, they're yeah, they're really into it over there. They seem to be. Um, I don't know, culturally, they're, they're just more open to the arts, it seems like. You know, it's uh -huh. like they don't have to be told, this is what's good. They'll, it's uh -huh. like they'll see, oh, there's a, somebody coming, you know. Maybe we should check that out. Like, they're just willing to kind of do that. Um, yeah, in the States anymore, it seems like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like, well, what's the hot thing? we got to uh -huh. go check that out. It's um, a little bit trickier here, maybe. So, yeah. <laughs> Are you still living in Kansas, Topeka? Or? Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. live kind of up north a little right. bit, a little bit rural. but That's uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my you know my wife. Not tempted to move anywhere else after visiting all these awesome places. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, man. I gotta admit, but um, what keeps you here, bro? Yeah, well, I, I'm totally honest. It's family. Um, yeah. I'm really tight with my mom and my brother. Uh -huh. My father's passed away, sadly, you know, many years ago now. I guess it was 2005. But um, my sister, she's just over in Kansas City, so she's not far. But we're all just like the best of friends, and it, it, it's that it makes it hard to to leave them for sure um, and you don't need to right yeah no not really i mean the airport's not too far and yeah so all i do is jump on a plane and go where i gotta go you know and yeah. so it's it's all good and my wife's from here as well and her parents are just a few miles from where we live so if you know i'm out of town like they can come help. i've got two kids too you know so awesome. if she needs help you know it's there are your kids musicians not yet but yeah. i can see that um you say have any yeah yeah. Yeah. Like my my older son actually wants to start drum lessons. So cool. I think we're going to go talk to uh, to uh, Derek over there. Maybe uh, see if we can get some drum lessons. But Very cool. uh, yeah. Yeah. And my younger one, he's already got like favorite songs. So but yeah, I've, I've, I've never really been one to push push stuff, you know, if, like if, right. I, if they want to they want to get into it. Cool. Because I get sure. that question all the time. It's like yeah. even from fans. It's like your, your kids playing guitar yet. It's like if they want to, I'll show them. But you know, I, I, I yeah. agree with you. I'm the same way. I've never really pushed art onto my kids, uh, but I also believe that a carpenter's son is going to become a carpenter. Sometimes <laughs> that's just the way it happens. Yeah, and sure. They take a little while before they realize this is exactly who I am supposed to be. Yeah. But you know, I, I definitely am with you on that, and I see, I see the my kids. Uh, my youngest kid now is 15, well, and yeah. I see. It coming back you know at first it's a little bit no i want to play baseball or i want to you know do something different and and then they start kind of coming back to the arts because they they have that talent and all they need to do is hone in on the skills you know and mm -hmm. there uh, you know, yeah it's pretty awesome so i guess where i want yeah. to go with that question is what you know in topeka we, over the last 10 years there's been a lot of growth when it comes to the focus on the arts and what it can do for the community mm -hmm. you know uh and i'm sure you've seen that um so i'd like to ask you like what can we do or what are we already doing that we could do better when it comes to topeka and really pushing the arts uh Maybe not on our own children, <laughs> everybody else's children, but no, just, just uh, pushing the arts in the way that it is a way to grow the community. Uh, sometimes I have conversations with people and they just kind of think that art is, you know, like a hobby thing and yeah. not quite like it is when it comes to the importance that you've already talked about, the influences and mm -hmm. the growth even in our community. 
So yeah, that's my question, if I, mm. if I may. Like, how can we, what can we do, or what can, are we already doing that we just need to do a little better? Well, man, that's in a your good opinion. Question. I know that yeah. it's an, an opinion question. Yeah, I'm asking uh, you to be a futuristic. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I, I guess I don't know, man. I guess there's um, that's funny because there's, I mean, there's a, a pretty good history here with music and arts, you know, and it I mean really the band is. Kansas. I mean, yeah. um, and uh, like Coleman Hawkins, you know, from uh, doing the Washburn University stuff, and um, so. Yeah, there's definitely like a history here, and I think it's good that, I mean, there's quite a few venues, really, you know, for, for bands to play. Um, I guess one of the tricky things about Topeka, just as like a, from a top-down look, is like, well, it's only an hour from Kansas City, so like a lot of times when touring bands come into the area, they're like, well, we're going to go to Kansas City, you know, rather than, say, Topeka, unfortunately just because they're looking at markets, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but I think for the, for the people that are here, um, it's just, you know, the only thing that I ever did was just try to get out there and just do it as much as possible, you know. Um, I used to have a regular gig at St. Gregory's. It was a hotel down here. The, it's brown now. It used to be green. And there was a, oh, yeah, a bar, that building, 7th yeah, and the, Harrison. It used to be called the Big Green Monster. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was a bar on the main floor, and I used to play in the play there like every Wednesday or something, you know, and I was just getting comfortable playing in front of people, you know, and, uh, you know, just getting that sort of exposure of playing in front of people, then going to Classic Bean and World Cup and all the coffee shops and things, you know, um, I was just trying my best to, to get out there and do my thing, I guess, and I think there are opportunities out here for that, for people, you know. Um, and I think it's really cool, the plaza. I really just kind of went down there the first time about two weeks ago and was like, dang, this is really cool. And they've got the fountains and the lights and stuff and this huge stage. Really, yeah. Um, that's really a good addition, I think, to the, to the city. So I hope people take advantage of it. And, you know, I, I was, my kids started running through the fountains. I decided just to start running through the fountains. You know, I was getting soaking wet. And then these other families were coming in, and, you know, we were just chatting it up. People yeah. people never met before, you know. It was people, right? Yeah, it was great. It was like people might not have met otherwise, you know, and their yeah. kids were running with mine. And it's just it's cool that we have something like that, you know. And um, I think it's cool you got this studio here. You know, I've been up here a couple times, and you know, this is an yeah. opportunity for people to check out art, you know, and just be in here. And, oh, thank you for that, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I have seen, I've, I've, as long as I've lived in Topeka, uh, I have definitely seen, like, the growth and the new opportunities coming up. And, yes, I love what's going on downtown. It's just really, it's really been amazing. And, and more venues are, you know, welcoming um, artists, uh, uh, musical artists, uh, especially during First Friday. You know, it's hard for people to search them out sometimes because they're usually, First Friday Art Walk people are usually, a business all through the month and so they're focusing on different things but definitely I've, I've seen like when people reach out to different businesses and saying are you doing anything for first friday i would love to come by and play you know oh yeah that's a, that's a great opportunity for people to mm-hmm. uh, the focus on the on our youth you know and for making sure that they have you know what they need to to succeed if they want to be in the arts you know mm-hmm. that to me is a is a is a big one yeah, um, yeah, that's a good point. I, yeah. I do. I see guys like you that are right here from here, and then I hear other people. You know, I see people like you that are successful. I should say right here from here, and then I see people that say, 
You'll never make it in Topeka. Yeah. You have any comment on that one? <laughs> well, man, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely people that, like myself, I mean, I'm, I'm from here, and I still live here. Yeah, um, yeah. But, of course, you know, I guess a big part of my success had to do with putting stuff on the Internet, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Using that is, the tools available. Yeah, yeah. But that I don't think if you're from Topeka, that means you, you can't be creative or you can't right. be successful. You got to just navigate it, you know, and if it's if it's a part of you that you can't deny, then you're going to have to do it, you know, and that's the way I felt when I was 14. It's like um, I, I just didn't feel more strongly about anything. It's just I, I, I'd had this sort of passion for music from a young age, like you're talking about, you know, and then I finally got the guitar and when I finally started learning how to play it a little bit, it was like I can do music, you know, I've. Mm-hmm oh, this is what I've got to do. I mean, I've loved this since I was a child. I've got, I've got to do music. So, I mean, that was me and growing up on 31st Street here in Topeka, you know. And um, So if, you know, anybody listening to this is feeling that about art, whatever it is you do, um, you, you just, I think you have to pursue it, you know, and um, do everything you can to yeah. make it work. You know? Explore opportunities for yeah. sure, right? Yeah. yeah, yep. Use the tools that are there. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. Uh, you know, I, I really do. I love I love what we're doing here in the arts, and uh, mm-hmm. it's always cool to have, like, see, there is somebody who's doing it from Topeka. <laughs> That's so right, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> that comments, man. Yeah. Uh, what, another question I love to ask people is, you know, like, your music, like, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, um, when it comes to the beginnings and stuff, Iron Maiden, some Metallica. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's some of your favorite music right now? Or give me actually two favorite songs if you could. Could you do two favorite songs? Oh, sure. Um, yeah. So does it have to be like like modern right now or no, anything? Y- anything. Anything Any- I'm listening to? Yeah, your favorite. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll. Cool. And I wanna, I'm going to end up playing it after our interview. Oh, and cool. That's, that'll be the, the two songs before the next program, whatever's going on on KSEF. Oh, sweet. EP, radio. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. All right. So, um, yeah, well, well, there's a tune that I just don't ever get tired of hearing, um, and it's from Michael Hedges. It's called Aerial Boundaries. Okay. Um, and so I can... I can listen to that anytime, as many times as it's on repeat. But uh, nice, yeah, it's just this really. That was kind of a revolutionary um, piece of acoustic guitar music. You know, kind of like let's say eruption for uh-huh. you know electric guitar. I mean, it was yeah. like what the um, aerial <laughs> boundaries was too. Like when you heard it, you're like, that's one guy, and just it seems impossible. Um, but uh, yeah, Michael Hedges. He was he was born in Sacramento, but he grew up in Oklahoma, and just revolutionary guitar player. Uh-huh. Um, so him, and then uh, <laughs> I also really enjoy hearing the tune Bleed from Meshuga. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's like, uh, it's this really unbelievably aggressive tune, um, but but the rhythm is so cool in it, and I can't believe the drummer plays the same thing that the guitar players are doing. Wow. Uh, with his, he's doing with his with his pedals, and it's just like, it's mind-boggling, you know, and I'm he's doing it for like that. five minutes. Yeah, it's it's pretty hardcore. So hopefully your listeners will be all right with that. But uh, that's that's definitely a tune that like a, a rock tune in the last twenty years that I dig. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so you got a new album coming out? Would you say it's coming yeah. out? Yeah. So September, I think it's fourteenth or seventeenth. I think I think fourteenth. Um, but we've released a couple of singles already from uh-huh. it, and it's pretty cool, man. I, I, it's something I've kind of wanted to do for a while. Uh, where it's uh, a bunch of tunes that really inspired me. So 
Um, some of it's uh, from solo acoustic guitar guys, like there's a Michael Hedges tune on there. Uh, there's a tune from Preston Reed and a tune from, Don, uh, from Billy McLaughlin on there. Uh, then there's a, I actually do Purple Rain on there. Um, wow. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like 2012, I got approached to, to work with Prince, you know, and, and I just, wow. it was like never would have imagined in a million years something like that was going to happen. But, uh, you know, went up to Minneapolis and met with him and, uh, <laughs> Whoa. yeah, yeah. And, and his, uh, he had his drummer and bassist there too. And, you know, I jammed a bit with them and played solo for Prince a bit as well. And uh, then we actually played ping pong, and he was unbelievably good at ping pong. He was like... I've actually heard a story about ping yeah, pong with Prince dude, before. Dude, I didn't even... Like, I, th- yeah, I think it was Kevin, um, the dude from Silent Bob, was telling a story or something. Yeah, where was like he, so. he had a, a ping pong experience with Prince as well. I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. He's like so Olympic, how did that game go? <laughs> dude. He's like Olympic level. He was, really? yeah. Like, oh man, he was. He defeated all of us. Like, all three of us played against him. And, okay, <laughs> but yeah, I was up at you know Paisley Park, um, and it was just surreal. You know, I, I yeah. never in a million years would have thought something like that was happening. And um, he said, well, "What are you doing the rest of this year?" And I'm, that same year was pretty crazy. I was opening for Dream Theater in Asia. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God. Japan and uh, and uh, Singapore and Indonesia um, and maybe like South Korea or something. But um, so I was doing, and then I was like, I don't have a whole lot rest of the, after that that I know of. And so he ended up booking this tour in Australia. And so when I was done with Dream Theater, I just flew to Australia and I did nine shows with Prince down there. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> yeah, man, it was crazy. Uh, so it was with you, not opening up for you. No, nah, it was with, with the band. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And so were you all acoustic at that time, or I took you... an electric because I figured that might yeah, work better in some of the Prince. like the bands, <laughs> you know, yeah. playing with the band. So uh, I had I had shipped a couple of electric guitars over there to do that, and but actually about two days before I went down to do that. I get this email and it's like, uh, Prince would like you to open the shows as well. And I was like, oh, Whoa. awesome. Oh my God. And it was like, he was hoping you could, you know, play something kind of in a, in a minor key, a bit mysterious. And we we're going to like lift you up on this elevator on the, <laughs> on the stage. I'm like, wow. And then it's like, <laughs> we're going to have you. That's great. Yeah. We're going to have you walk down because it was his symbol was the stage. Yeah. The yeah. shape of the symbol and have you walk down the length of the arrow deal. And as you go, maybe you could switch to a major key and get a bit funky. And we're going to have this, you're going to have a 50-foot cape on. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> totally. And they're like, we're going to project images of the universe and stuff on the back of the cape as you walk in. And I'm like, what? Dude? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's like, I'm a solo acoustic guitar guy, man. Like, uh, this is a bit out of my realm normally. But, uh, yeah, so. Uh, you mm. did it, though, huh? I did not actually. Do it. <laughs> okay. I passed on the cape. I know. I was, I was like, I felt too like weird, man. I don't know. I was like, God, I'm gonna like trip on that thing, man. That's like fifty foot, fifty foot cape, man. <laughs> fabric. Uh, yeah, that 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 was uh, that was. So I said, man, I don't know if I could do the cape, man. I feel I just feel awkward, you know. I don't know. So yeah. and I said, but how about? Um, and I did this arrangement of Purple Rain on one guitar, and he was like, oh yeah. So I did that. And so that's what's on the album. Nice. Finally get to tie it all back together. But, uh, but no, that was a that cool. That is beautiful. Yeah, man. it was that's a cool awesome. experience, you know. And, and 
it was also a bit weird for me too, you know, I guess uh, at the same time, because I, as an artist, you know, I, I like to create and stuff. So like if, sure. I'm, if I'm going to be somebody's guitar player, even if it's Prince, you know, it, it feels a little bit like, ah, uh-huh. I don't get to, I'm kind of in the shadows over here accompanying this, his vision, you know, Yeah, yeah. which just wasn't right for me, I guess, as a, as the person that I am, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you made the right choice. Yeah. So, you know, I told him that at the end, you know, and, and, uh, and said, you know, I, I pretty much just like that. Um, but then he said, well, or no, but then I said, if you ever want to do like an album of uh, your tunes, like solo acoustic versions of like a whole album, like, like Purple Rain or yeah, whatever, wow. like we did, let me know, dude, I'd be up for that. And I figured I'd never hear from him again. You know, I was just probably like, screw this guy. But, uh-huh. um, but actually it was in December, four months before he passed away, they got a hold of me and were like, we should do that. And then he passed away before, oh, yeah. before we got to do it. But uh, wow. anyway, definitely a huge honor. The guy was brilliant. You know, he could play all the instruments and he wrote all those tunes, you know, which is even more impressive. So Yeah, that's awesome. So that, that song is going to be on the new album. Yeah. It'll be out fifteenth. Uh, I think or it's 14th. 14th. Yeah, the, September. Uh, September. Yeah, just uh, about a month from know. now or so. And uh, there's also a... Uh, well, if you want to do an album release party. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Maybe we do it here, dude. I'm not, you know, I'm, we're still kicking around the whole idea of doing physical copies and stuff. But, I mean, I guess we could still yeah. have a... A show or something, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> you have a show and then have a QR code, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go, yeah, no doubt, exactly, that's how it is these days. But that uh, that tune with the guy that wrote his name's Vince DeCola, the guy that wrote the Rocky Four music, that uh-huh. we have that on that EP as well. And I'm doing electric guitar, and he's got keyboards and drums and all that stuff, and it's pretty rocking, so it's a nice I'm looking forward to that, yeah, it's kind of a break, you know, it's something to. And I'm planning on like using that as an encore at my shows from now on. Like have the whole yeah. solo acoustic guitar thing and come out for an encore and I play electric guitar and people will be like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> so, should be cool. Nice. So do yeah. you have some shows lined up or after the album? Uh, I do. Actually, I've got, I'm leaving in uh, three days actually to go to Virginia. I've got a few shows over there. Um, I'll be playing with uh, another guitar player named Tommy Emanuel who's uh, really unbelievably great uh, Australian guitar player. Um, and so we're, we've got three shows in Virginia. Then I'm going to Nashville to re-record some of the video parts for this uh, Rocky Four song. Actually, yeah. we gotta. But uh, anyway, so will you be playing some of your songs from your album on these gigs? Yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the new stuff from the EP coming out. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, so any of our listeners from Virginia, you guys, you know, come check, check them it. out. Yeah. Wherever. I think it's like Richmond and Uniontown and one other one. I Definitely can go to your Andy website, yeah. andymckee.com. There's it. Right. Everything there. And get so. all the information you need to come to see Andy in, in his performance. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, and, and you know anybody here in, in, in Topeka area, uh, I'm playing in Kansas City on December 12th, I think, uh, with Tommy Emanuel as well. And we're doing that at the Arvest, uh, used to be the Midland Theater. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, that's that one's in the area here in, around Kansas City. So, cool. And is that the closest uh, concert so far right now? Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, get you back. We'll get you back somehow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. May, yeah, maybe do. Yeah, we'll do something here. Just you know. Yeah, that'd be, be awesome. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> got you, I got you on on record. I know. I know. Sure, dude. Look forward to that on schedule sometime soon. Yeah. Uh, so, anybody wants to get any music, really, the best place to go is andymckee.com? Yeah, yeah. You know, my stuff's on the usual streaming places as well. You can, and, yeah. 
Um, you know, I'm on you Facebook. You can check it out on YouTube, uh, Spotify, yeah. and all them other platforms. But yeah. if you want to purchase it, the best place to purchase it Yeah, is. yeah. Definitely on my site, yeah. Okay. And I've got transcriptions, you know, um, if you're a guitar player and you want to get into this style. I also teach, uh, well, I teach monthly lessons on a website called truefire.com. I have a, uh, courses there, but I also have what's called a channel. Uh, where you can access like 100 videos where I break down my songs and things like that. Or, or if you want to do lessons, they're available on a monthly basis. And, we're and those gonna, are, are those like, when you say, uh, are those like Zoom kind of uh, video, like live at the time? And then you also have some archive stuff to where people can go back and look at some of the lessons? Yeah, the, um, the videos that are accessible for everyone are just kind of instructional where I'm breaking stuff down. And then the, the way the lessons work on there, it's like uh -huh. a video exchange thing where I'll send you a half-hour video and then you've got a month to work on it and okay. send me a video back and ask questions. Or you can ask questions at any time. Very cool. Um, but, yeah, that's something I started last August um, during the pandemic, you know. I just trying to see something I could do. You know, I was yeah. just sitting at home. I couldn't do any gigs. So I started doing the True Fire thing. And I was doing weekly lessons, but with, with uh, things ramping back up a bit, I had to cut that back. And I hope to be able to do the monthly lessons as, pos as long as possible. But, you know, we'll see if things get too busy. Uh, it might oh. be hard to keep that even, but we'll see. If, if anybody has the opportunity, they should totally take it because that's what we're talking about. That is how you grow with the music. That's how you grow in your arts is taking those opportunities. And that mm -hmm. sounds like a really awesome opportunity to learn from you. Yeah, man. Yeah, I love yeah. doing it, too. Like I, I taught for 20 years before I, my career took off, so I still enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> it, so music was, teaching music was what, how you was getting through before your career took off. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, uh, we were talking about music and education and stuff, and, mm -hmm. you know, and I do think people learn in different ways, you know. And there's sure. there's diff so many different ways of approaching learning and I, I never and same goes with my siblings uh never really enjoyed the school environment I actually dropped yeah. out when I was uh 16 um and I got my GED you know and, uh -huh. and got that all okay Boom. uh yeah GED good yeah. enough you know <laughs> so uh, but I started teaching you know guitar <laughs> when I was 17 and then I thought I'd go to KU and I lasted one day and was like no getting that same vibe it's just like this is it's just not how I like to learn. I always liked learning, but something about the school environment and something is just a bit off for me. I had to say boom, GED, GED because, you know, <laughs> so many people kind of think that they're limited on what they could do because that's the route they went. But, like, I think, I think they're wrong. I also have GED. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that they're wrong. There's so many things that people can pursue. And mm -hmm. don't give up on yourself. Yeah, you got to be like, motivated. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. be motivated. Yeah. Be persistent. Uh -huh. And keep moving forward. Never have the mindset of it's not going to work. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you, you hear that a lot. Like, you know, I think it was Bill Gates. Didn't he drop out? I mean, there's like so See, many, so yeah, many people why. that... It's just they have a different way that their mind works, and uh -huh. it doesn't mean you're not good or you're not or you're stupid or you know you right. just your your mind is operating in a different way. And um, yeah, so. I think we're getting closer and closer uh, nowadays to understanding that when it yeah. comes to our society mm -hmm. uh, and and really al offering alternatives. And I think you know if I could say there's I hate to say good things come from COVID, but if I could, if I could say that, then I would definitely say that there is um, a benefit to the way things start separating and going. Okay, well, you can learn out of your classroom. You can mm. do it with groups. You can go this route. Yeah, and, and you know. Yeah, again, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Again, we're just going back to persistence and yeah. dedication of 
going, hey, I could do it. Yeah, yeah, that's that was how I felt, you know, and uh, even though I got the GED and stuff, and, um, you know, and then I, I, I went to KU and dropped out and came back, started teaching lessons again. Um, and gosh, you know what? I forget what this question was in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> how we got off on that? I'm not even sure there was a question. I think I was just rooting you along on that. Yeah, I, shoot. I think it's I can't awesome. Remember. Yeah, I, I like um, that. I like that. You know, you know. I mean, there is there is a lots of school, a lot of different. But like you were saying, you know, there's a lot of people that learn differently. And yeah, I was yeah. just backing you up on that. Really. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's, it's that's, true. That's good. To, it's good to hear. It's good for other people to hear that. You know, don't give up on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there may not have been the right uh, kind of way of learning. Yeah, um, that you wanted to take, but there is that way of learning, especially like I said nowadays. And and you got your music that's going online. Yeah, I mean, you can learn lessons right there from your house on, on your computer. Mm-hmm. You know, and actually have that conversation back and forth and say hey Andy what am I doing wrong yeah and I send you a video I'm like I think I'm doing everything you told me to do but it doesn't <laughs> sound like you <laughs> oh yeah it's cool man I mean I got like a student in Siberia I got a guy in Japan you know and there's a guy in California and it's just yeah it's 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 cool to have been able to keep that sort of connection you know through the because man boy that was pretty depressing there you know I, I was yeah, for sure my whole livelihood and just life even was like getting out playing guitar yeah you know and and uh i sure missed it you know and and just in the last you know a couple of months i finally had a couple of gigs and it was just like my was, my manager was at the one gig and he was like man i ain't ever seen you like that it's <laughs> like yeah it's like kicked it up to one thousand percent man i was just nice. feeling so good you know and yeah it's it just was a definite reminder of what i'm supposed to be doing you know and, yeah and so I'm looking forward to these gigs coming up. And, yeah, I've got some kind of every month through the end of the year. Hopefully they all stay on the books. You know, things are getting a bit crazy again. But they, yeah, hopefully yeah. it's hopefully, all good. Hopefully we'll get back to good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, taking taking the proper steps to make sure that we can go back and enjoy concerts and we can do these things. Just like I said, too. I mean, I don't know if I said it. I thought it in my head. <laughs> but, yeah, at the same time, like, you're you're talking about, like, not being able to have uh, concerts and stuff. Like, we were really slowed down here at the gallery, yeah, too. And that's really what we're about is having people and having people around. And so, yeah, I'm with you. I yeah. want to make sure that it gets back to good. I've been enjoying uh, a little taste of things getting back towards normal. Yeah. And so hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. Yeah. Right on. Right on, dude. I appreciate <laughs> you so much for having this conversation. Absolutely, now you brought your man. guitar, obviously, because you played a little bit right before, like our intro. That was like that was definitely, uh, <laughs> you know, unique. Because usually I have this one song by Mike Wagner that I usually play. So it's really nice to like actually like you're, we're going into this this conversation with your music. Yeah. Are you gonna take us out with some of your music? Sure, I'd be happy to, man. Yeah, this one's called Art of Motion.
Thank you, brother. Wow, man. That was awesome. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> For real. That was great. That was just amazing. For real. <laughs> My pleasure, man. <laughs> that was awesome. So, Andy, thank you so much for being here with us today on Meet the Artist. I appreciate it. My and pleasure. Looking forward to our uh, our next gig over here at Two Wall Studio. All right, man. Yeah, let's do it, man. Thanks but for yeah. having me today. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're awesome, dude. Thanks again. You've been listening to Meet the Artist right here on KSEF. Tune in every Tuesday on the 8th for more interviews and conversations with some awesome artists that are right here from Topeka, right here on KSEF DB Radio. Thank you again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.